This is the Parenting for Faith podcast from the Bible Reading Fellowship. Visit parentingforfaith.org for free online videos and resources and an eight-session course all about Parenting for Faith. You can also sign up for news, subscribe to this podcast, and find out about events and training in your area. Hello and welcome to the Parenting for Faith podcast. My name's Anna Hawkin. I am your host and also the ministry lead here for the Parenting for Faith team. This is episode 12 of season four. It is the final episode of our season. We're going to be taking a little bit of a break over Christmas. I hope you're all surviving the myriad of Christmas plays and concerts and days where you have to wear different things and eat different things. Um, I hope you're enjoying that and it's all going really well. So as I say, we'll take a little bit of a break and we're going to be back in January with a new season. Now, this has been the heads up season where we've been looking at things to get your head around and explore. Um, Next uh, year, we're going to be looking at what if. So looking at questions that we get sent in from you guys and keep them coming. We always welcome your questions uh, on our website, by email, on social media. Feel free to private message us, direct message us. Um, But taking your questions where there's so many of you who are really keen for your children and your teenagers to meet and know God, but you've got a what if or a but, but we couldn't call it the but season, far too rude. Uh, So, but a what if, so, you know, I really want my child to connect with God, but they have suffered trauma or I'd really like them to connect with God, but I'm a single parent. I'd really like them to connect with God, but they've got questions about gender and sexuality all sorts of things. So let us know the topics that you'd like. We've got loads of great guests already joined, uh, already signed up and some of those interviews already recorded. So we'll be back in January. Uh, the best way to make sure that you don't miss that is to subscribe to the podcast. So go into whatever app that you use and click subscribe or go onto our website and uh, you can sign up to get email notifications when a new episode comes. And if you have a moment to, to rate and review our podcast, um, that helps other people to know it exists and to benefit from it. But for today, we're going to hear some more of your questions and answers from Rachel Turner. Now, these are taken partly from the Parenting for Faith course and other places that we've come into contact with you. And we've really tried to pick out ones that um, we get asked a lot and are of interest to more people. So uh, we really hope you'll find them useful. Enjoy. How can we talk to children about the choices of people close to them in their lives and very significant in their lives, perhaps grandparents, aunts, uncles, or even a co-parent who are not walking with God and maybe making choices that would be considered sinful? That was a well-phrased question. Um, I I think for me, sometimes what we can do is... Um, Well, you have multiple ways. Every family is different. Sometimes what I would suggest is you have the conversation about people who don't walk with God make different choices because they have different understandings of the world. And you might want to have that conversation about not the grandparent, aunt, uncle, co-parent, because um, then it becomes very tied emotionally. So like watch a television program where people making choices and you're like, why did they choose to do that? And isn't that interesting? And, or when you're driving in the car, talk, you know, a question about how like you have a friend who did this thing. And um, it just always makes you think that, you know, how you make choices and how other people make choices are different because the way you see the world is is trying to see it with God's eyes. And, and so when I look at the world, I see how can I help people feel loved and feel safe. And I want to be more like Jesus, but people who don't know God don't, don't necessarily have that view yet. Cause they haven't met God 
yet in that way. And so they make different choices. And that can be hard for us sometimes because we live in a world where we make choices differently from those people. And so this is how I deal with my friend. And so you can begin to talk about it in the abstract because what you're trying to do is to create a framework of understanding of how other people who don't know God operate or see the world or make choices and how I do and what goes into that. So that when they then apply that framework to other people, then you're not saying my co-parent made this decision because that you're saying lots of people in the world make choices out of different motivations. And um, how I make it is because of this. And this is what God did for me and how I see the world and other people don't. So then when they say, well, why does the co-parent do this? You say, well, they have different reasons than we have or than I have, because this is how I see the world and they see the world differently. And you might want to ask them about that. And so you're then applying a framework that you've already talked about. You can engage them in more conversation. You can look at scripture when it's not about someone they love. You then end up able to make a framework that's better that they can then apply to people they love rather than trying to create a framework around that person. Um, does that make sense? Um, I find it's really helpful for that for kids. Um, and you can find multiple, multiple opportunities in books that you're reading together and in movies that you watch together uh, and in your own life of talking about how you deal with that stress um, and, and how you view the world. You're having the conversation abstractly so they can apply it to people that they know and love. Um, my three boys, five, seven and 11, um, think all the stuff about God is boring and I don't know where to start. They don't want to go to church. They don't want to listen to my prayers for them. They just glance and interrupt. They want to look at their phones to get entertained. And that's what they find enjoyable. Sometimes I think they're interested, but then think they must show that they don't like it. Um, whether it's me that makes them think that or whether they kind of encourage each other. Um, yes, that it sounds like they've created a, a culture of engagement or disengagement uh, that can be self-sustaining. Uh, so for me, one of the, the best things to do is to disrupt their culture of uh of intergage inter thing because they've created what they think about God being boring. And so some of it is you could just hit it on the head straight away. I always find awkward conversations with kids hilarious. So to say, yeah, I think that you think God is boring. Is that true? And they can say yes or no. And they can say, yes. I go, tell me what's boring about God. I would love to hear and just find out, just go on a, spend a month just investigating. Like why don't, what, if they could change anything about church, what would it be? Or um, when I pray, it seems like you do not want to be there. Tell me why, what would you, what makes you feel uncomfortable about listening to me pray for you? And just finding out, you may find out some fascinating stuff about what it is. And then I suggest you then go on the journey of thinking, okay, this is now what shape they have. So we're into the unwinding wrong views of God. Um, so if they think God is boring, does that because he's disengaged? Is it because he's powerless? Is it because he seems completely irrelevant to life? There's lots of reason boring is the is the summary word for lots of really interesting stuff. So once you find out the really interesting stuff, then you can go, okay, it's because they think that God's not going to do anything when I ask him to do something because God generally doesn't do anything. Well, now I know what to create windows about. Now I know what to frame. Now I know when to invite people over to my house for dinner and have them tell stories of when God rescued them from a car crash. Then you know what to work on. Um, in terms of unwinding. But if you don't know, then then it's really, really hard. Uh, and so I would suggest you go on an investigation understanding journey and then begin to think, okay, well, how can I build a different understanding of God? Um, because otherwise we're trying to get them to engage with behavior 
that they're struggling against because they have a different view of God than you. And so we can begin to disciple that. So that's where I would start. Um, Sometimes my daughter asks questions and I'm stumped. Half the time, I don't even remember exactly what she's asked. She catches me off guard very often and I say I'll have to think about it. She's also questioning and at least superficially rejecting faith at the moment. How do you suggest I handle this? I know it would be good to come back to them, but I forget them. Uh, Yes, I think it's, first of all, let's just celebrate. I love that your kid is asking questions and seeking out. To me, that's a massive like, woohoo, your kid is interested and trying to poke holes in things. She's thinking about it. Uh, So that's really good. Uh, And I think sometimes for our kids, um, sometimes it's about creating habits within ourselves. So um, I've known parents carry a piece of paper in their pockets um, or in the car or just place it everywhere and go, that is a fantastic question. Uh, this is what I know. So you can do the, the four-step process um, of saying this is, did you cover that, Emma? The answering question is great. So you could try that, but if you're like, I don't even know where to start, then you go, interesting. Let me write that down because I want to make sure I come back to it. Write it down and it goes on your fridge. So put it on your fridge. And then what we're modeling then is what to do. So to go, I'm thinking about that. What I'm going to do next is I'm going to um, research podcasts. I'm going to listen to this podcast. Do you want to listen to that podcast? And then we can talk about it. Ice cream Thursday. Let's talk about it. Uh, And so you can either involve in the research together so that you can debate it, or you can say, I'm going to find out more about that. And then I'm going to come back to you. Um, How about when I pick you up on Thursday and make appointments to talk about? Because that can be really, really helpful because your kid is saying, I want to debate and talk about this. And so creating a sort of accountability structure for her and you means that she feels like you're taking her faith questions seriously. And even if she's like, I don't think it's real because of these things, you can go, huh, that made me question because I think that's an excellent question. So then I did all this research and this is where I really, you don't have to believe this. You don't have to agree with me, but this is this is how I came to my conclusion because because you did make me wobble. But then I thought, hmm, is that true? I don't think so because I've met with God about this. He's talked to me. I've seen it happen in my life. The Bible says this, and I've heard stories about it. So for me, it absolutely is true because I thought about it, but I really appreciate you thinking me about it. And so you are keeping on the conversation. You're keeping it going and you're coming back to it. Um, it won't be perfect, but the more you can sort of keep it there, um, it's okay for it to throw you because it's throwing her. And so if you go, nothing affects me. I am I am a brick wall. Nothing can shake me. Uh, doesn't help her to go, oh, that is interesting. I can see if that's what you thought, that would make you question God, definitely. This is how I cope with that doubt, that question, that wondering, because um, it doesn't push me away, actually, interestingly. It actually pulls me closer because I don't think I have to understand everything about God. And so you are showing what it looks like to be thrown by something. And that's really valuable to your kid. So I would encourage you to engage with it. And finally, a question to ask your kid to start an interesting conversation. What questions do you think Mary and Joseph had about parenting Jesus? Have a great conversation. Have a great Christmas and New Year. And uh, we will be back here in January 2023. Bye. Thank you for downloading the Parenting for Faith podcast. 
A new episode will be released next week. And why not look at parentingforfaith.org to watch the free eight-session course, to get in touch, or to find out about training and events near you.